Welcome to the number one top five show on the Explosion Network. Top five with Nick. I'm your host, Nick. Today we're going to talk about licensed games. Licensed games. What immediately comes to mind is the shovelware games that are often tie into one movie or show or whatever. However, some of the best games are in fact licensed games. Here are a list of our top five. The guests with me today are Ashley Hobley. Hey, I'm on this episode. You are on this episode. And Kieran, Ki- uh, <laughs> Dylan Blight. You're just so used to Kieran being <laughs> on this show. You just say his name. I'm sure that will make him happy. I feel like you should just re-record that whole part and fix it. Because you know if Ki- Kieran listens, he's just going to be like, Yeah, because I was on every fucking episode. It should be top five with Nicholas Bryan and Kieran Marchant. It should be top five of Kieran and Nick, not just top fucking five. Shine my shoes. I'm on the season finale though, so fuck you, Kieran. You are in the season finale, because this is, in fact, the season finale. Ah, what? I know, right? We reached the end. Whoever thought we would have got there? Well, <laughs> I mean, all things come to an end, so... As content editor for an Explosion Network, I'd hope we'd reach the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, how hard was it for you two to pick your list? Um, my, my problem... Like, so... Straight away, you, you chuck out the rules, you're like, look, the Witcher can count, you know, whatever. Like, we're not just thinking uh, your movie license games and this sort of stuff. So then it's like, oh, The Witcher 3, blah, 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 blah. But I, I'm like, yes. But, but I want, then I had to boil it down to what does my brain actually think of when I think of license games? And I kind of just had to sit The Witcher aside. And some of these other games that I could s- stretch to fit in the the criteria but don't automatically jump to my head so then i just went with the the ones that that are there that make more sense to me and left right. spoilers the witcher 3 and those sorts of things aside what about you ashley Hobley? yeah putting a think? list of licensed games wasn't hard i think whittling it down to five is has been a bit tricky trying to fit which ones i think will fit so mm. i've got a couple of extras yeah a couple of extras yeah Ooh. just in case oh just might we have honourable mentions this episode? Who knows? Spoilers, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to start with you, Ashley Hobley. What is yes. your first license game? I will jump in first off the bat with Arkham City, Batman Arkham City. Uh, I mean, all three bu- Arkham games are pretty stellar and pretty yep. close to each other, but obviously Arkham City was the first one to open it up to that whole skittyscape. Just gliding around that city is like, the most fun being Batman beating mm. up thugs all over the place I mean the Riddler trophies aren't great in that game but no. <laughs> I enjoyed the story as well with uh, Hugo Strange and Raz al Ghul and Joker and Har- it, it's great yeah I agree uh, the Arkham games are fantastic but uh, my heart lies with Asylum I think opening up was a detriment to the series, in my opinion. I like the... Metroidvania? Yeah, the Metroidvania. Thing. Kind of the intimate, kind of scaled-down story of Asylum. But the story of City was pretty cool, and Hugo Strange and all that stuff, so I'll allow it. Good. I I think City was one of the... If I think about the, some games I was most excited for ever, which I can't think of a game recently, and I, I, I think I've told this on some podcast before. Yeah, I've heard it before. But, like... Yeah, I just, it was the last game I can remember just devouring every bit of information I could for City. 
And then going into the game after reading every Game Inform article, every IGN article, you know, et cetera, et cetera, watching every trailer, and then you still reach the end of that game and I was still getting blown away by the, the twists and turns and the boss battles, like the Mr. Freeze battle. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was great that I, I read so much and still... It, it didn't spoil anything for me. And I the, the Catwoman stuff, which I was worried about going in because I'm like, how fun is it going to be to play as... Catwoman compared yeah. to Batman. Like, sure, you just want to play Batman all the time. Um, but no, the Catwoman stuff I thought was really good too. Did you play the Harley DLC? I played all the DLCs. The Harley DLC was what, like 20 minutes, I think? I don't know. I never played any of the DLCs. <laughs> I'm pretty never... sure there's a cutscene. You walk down a corridor, beat up some thugs, walk down a corridor, beat up some thugs, cutscene, that's the end of it. Yeah. That sounds like all the that DLC. Was, that was basically all their DLCs, like the Red Robin, all those sorts of ones. It was just. It was combat trials with a cutscene on the end of both sides, basically. And they just yeah. play the slightly tr- different. Yeah, the only true DLC I feel like they did, like proper big type thing, was the Batgirl one um, for Night, which was a which had like a whole. It was like the what was it, the theme park or whatever. And yeah. You, you go in there and it actually had secrets to find and like its own map. That was the only DLC I feel like they've done that was actually worthwhile getting. Yeah. But different story. All right. What's your first one, Dylan? Um, as always, I'd like to make a note that mine are in order, and I'm going to be going from five to one. Don't worry, I'm going to edit this so they're out of order. No, thank you. You wouldn't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> in what world? You have to listen to find out. <laughs> um, my number five is Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro. The PS1 game. What? What was that look? Ash I thought it was the like, amazing Spider-Man I think Spider-Man 2. 2 was on PS2. Yeah. No. No. Spider-Man 2, Enter Electro. There's I don't think it's the Spider-Man 2. Yeah, there's a diff- I'm sure there's a different one, but I... There's a, there's the a different Spider-Man one, on one sure. on Amazing Spider-Man yeah, 2 think- is the one everybody raves about and is comparing... Yeah, that's a, that was the like the time to the movie one, I yeah. think. Yeah, I haven't played that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> the, um, Enter Electro, though, was the one I played the most as a kid, and up until this day is the as far as I'm concerned the best Spider-Man game I've played you'd bump into Wolverine and shit in it Stan Lee had a narration going on it was awesome as a kid you, the storyline was I don't, like Electro is a bad guy gotta stop him but I remember there was like different combos you had to learn he was like tap tap down square would do your, like your big cannonball web shoot thing all sorts of stuff you'd swing through the city i'm sure if i go watch footage now of what it looked like swinging around at that game it looks like utter garbage but you know but back in the day it was it was cool and even when i was playing on ps3 because i played most of those ps3 ones like the shattered dimension and you know that 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 trilogy or what or two games that were part of that kind of series even playing those ones which are the last spider-man games i played both those time travel ones um i just kept thinking eh, enter electro was always better enter electro was always better which is very comic booky i enjoyed the combat in it it wasn't too overcomplicated, but it wasn't button mashy had a counter system and everything um developed by vicari vicarious visions which you know have done lots of things but notable at the moment for crash bandicoot trilogy i feel oh yeah mm. yeah i never play that game like now they come to think about it i've played more bad Spider-Man games that I've played good games. Well, there's mm. there's more bad Spider-Man games than there are good Spider-Man games. So. Mm. I found that so the the plot. This this is the the synopsis. 
in a, it's a sequel to Neversoft Spider-Man title, which I never played up to this day. I've never played the first one in whatever this is, which was released the previous year. The game follows Spider-Man as he attempts to stop another old nemesis, nemesis Electro, from obtaining a source of power known as the Bio-Nexus device. Game bosses include Shocker, Hammerhead, Lizard, Sandman, and the charged-up Hyper-Electro. Is it a Hyper bit redundant to have Shocker in the same game as Electro? You would think so. Yeah. The game is notable for having its final level drastically changed after the September 11th attacks. Because it was released in North America October 19th, 2001. It's mm. interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Very interesting. All right. I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to get the big one out of the way first. The Witcher 3. Um, you did it. I, I did it. Because for those who don't might not be aware is... The Witcher game series is actually licensed off a series of books by a Polish author. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'm going to butcher it. Pretty much. Spot on. Apparently he's very cantankerous towards this series because it's taken away a lot of um, recognition for him and his books and stuff like that. But I guess in a way you could look at the games as kind of like fan fiction, I suppose. But let's be fair, would any of us, and I, I mean, I haven't read all the books, and I, I'm, <laughs> I finished the first one started, not for any reason other than my own fault, but would you have looked into the books, do you reckon, if the game had Oh, no way, it probably wouldn't have. even be on my radar. Yeah, some random Polish fantasy book, you'd be like, yeah. eh. Like, would they have even got translated to English without the games? Honestly, it's, Maybe. um, the Witcher books got me, or the games got me to start reading again heavily in the past recent couple of years. So, I mean, it's got that going for it, but I I don't agree with his view on it, but, like, there's nothing I can say about the game itself that everyone who's listening hasn't heard before, but it's just interesting where it comes from as it being a licensed game and advancing the story and all that kind of stuff, and, yeah, it's a great licensed game, I think, Which and arguably very... the best licensed game ever made. <laughs> yeah, it could be made if you want to include it i purposely chose to exclude it because i don't think of it as a, no it's just because i don't think of it as a license game like but it is. whenever i see the witcher 3 i'm not like oh that's a license game my, my brain doesn't even consider it to you know it just stands above the the product that it was licensed you need from, to think outside like, of your box man well, <laughs> i feel like for license games you just need to there needs to be that that feeling of Every time I looked at the random movie tie-in games from when they were doing them every single year, you'd walk past those in your blockbuster or whatever, and sometimes I'd always be like, uh, might rent it, because you knew it'd be kind of shitty. Or you have to relate a licensed game back to its product first, I feel. you know. Whereas The Witcher, I, don't, I think of the game before the books. But mm. for Spider-Man or something, I think about the comic character before the game, or Batman before the Batman games, if that makes sense. Yep. Well, it's my show and it counts, so fuck you. I said yep. it still count. I'm just <laughs> Ashley. What's your next one? Uh, Goldeneye. I mean, yeah, it, it pretty much sums up a lot of people's childhoods. I think that multiplayer we've, we've played for hours and hours and hours. I mean, even the campaign is pretty solid. I mean, it's not the worst thing. I mean, no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, although I did do this thing where there's you just stay in one room and then enemies would just keep spawning, so you just murder like 500 people in like one room. It was great because I'm a sociopath. Uh, yeah, Goldeneye, lots of fun. I don't know yep. how we played it, but we did, and 
Well, you obviously had a third hand back then. Yeah, everybody had a third hand. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to play it once, and it was well past its due date when I tried to play it, and I couldn't understand the 64 controller. Oh, because you weren't a 64 kid. No, no, yeah. So I tried to play it. You're one of the, um, the weirdos. Yes, the weirdos. I tried to play it for the first time when the like the PS3 was out. I feel like that. That's when I tried to play it around that generation of period, and I was I hate the controller. I hate the game. My two friends who I was trying to play it with, who had 64s, are just running around like this is so fun, reminiscing of our childhoods. I'm like, fuck this. I'm gonna go watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm gonna go watch Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Goldeneye is one that featured in my multiplayer moments episode fortnight ago. But um yeah, it didn't even come to my mind when I thought of licensed games. They're like it's more a I guess for me <laughs> a couch co op type game, like those kind of memories are more than it is a licensed memory, I think. But so, it's licensed. <laughs> it is licensed. I'm not saying it's not. But it just uh, didn't quite make my list. No. Okay. That's good. Did you play much couch co op or not co op like Multiplayer. That was kind of the only option. <laughs> there was no really. online back then. I don't know if you know this. No, you bit like yeah. There wasn't a remake. There wasn't the remake. That's true. I never played. Picked up the remake. <laughs> no, neither did I. No, neither did I. It was on GameCube, I think. No, no, it was, it was, like, it was on, it was on everything. everything. I think. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, with, with uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, they changed it. Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, probably why I didn't. That's weird. Mm. They changed Sean Bean to no, they left Sean. <laughs> For England, James. All right, what's your next one, Dylan? The Simpsons hit and run. Hit and yes, run. that's PS2 all my honorable game. mentions. Um, th- this is my introduction to Crazy Taxi. Um, as a kid, I got this game for Christmas one year, and it was just, it, it was a the gameplay is so simple, addictive, fun. But I mean, that's the Crazy Taxi formula, I guess, given to it. But then also loving the Simpsons as a kid, it was just a lot of fun to be picking up characters that you know, driving around this this city that you know, seeing all these buildings that you know, going, like dropping people off the school. Um, then you could run down random people and that would be funny too. <laughs> then it had, a, uh, <laughs> it had a pretty good unlock system where you was unlocking unlocking different cars and one of the, the really higher up ones, like the Barney Snowmobile thing from that episode, and you finally unlock that and it's like, oh, that's, that's fun. Mr. Player. Yeah, that Mr. Player, but like Barney's, whatever, I think the competition Snow one. Snow King or something like that. Snow King or something, yeah. Fucking. And then I also have such a high memory from this game for one reason it stands out so much. And I played it lots and lots. Which, and I would like, this is one of those games that if they, I would love them to remaster this. This would be great fun to, I, this one of those wish list, please just remaster it and chuck some trophies on it games for me just because I know that it would just be I'd put 10 hours or so to 20 hours into it it's also it fills that gap of a game when you sit down late at night and you're like um I want to play something but I've only got like 20 minutes or half an hour but you don't want to jump in any, to anything too long this is the kind of game you could turn on for 20 minutes and just go around do one round see see how you go and then and get a good fix but this also stands out memory so much because it was the first game that used the date, um, the clock system, the date and clock system from the system files in the PS2 to do something, which was on New Year's Day. I turned it on one rent. No, it was even New Year's Day or Eve. I can't remember which one. But I turned on the game, went to play it, and Apu had a new car in it. 
that was like a New Year's celebration one, and I lost my fucking mind. I was like, the game knows. And you haven't it's... regained it since. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, but I didn't put it all together. I didn't understand how, I was just so confused. How does the game know that it's New Year's today? How does it know this? How could it possibly know? I've never seen a game like go into f- for system files like that before. Yeah for anything i hadn't played metal gear at this stage so like i was v- very easy ex- acceptable to this this type of thing <laughs> it was very confusing yeah, yeah i don't game. believe i played that one I, I believe i played there was a sequel i guess there was kind of more like gta where you could exit the cars and stuff no that was hit and run oh was it yeah okay well then i played that i played the hell out of it <laughs> <laughs> went from like literally no idea what you're talking about but like it sounds cool and i think i played the sequel to no i played the hell out of that game because <laughs> I, I thought there was one where you couldn't exit the car uh road rage yeah, yeah that's the one i was thinking one. of yeah 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 i didn't play that one i played this one i i the, the thing that i remember most about the game is Ping up the comic book man and he was criticizing you and all that kind of stuff. And there was a mission with Marge where you had to get all the video games. Yeah. Yeah. The illegal or whatever the one you had to pick up for Bart yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy that quite game quite a lot, actually, now I think about it. But it didn't even come register with me when I was thinking about my list. No, I wouldn't think of The Simpsons as a licensed property either. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you, no, shows canceled. only books. <laughs> <laughs> only fucking Polish books. Not James Bond or The Simpsons. <laughs> Alright. My next one is Total War Warhammer. Um, this, these games, are, they're Total War games. If you haven't played one of them, they're kind of like split into two different modes where there's the campaign map, which is similar to kind of like a turn-based civilization game. And then there's the next mode, which is like the battles, which are like armies that you build up in the campaign map and you fight like real time on a battlefield. But this game does something that a lot of games that use these license don't do is make a really good game where like, it seems (laughs) to be recently like they put out, hundreds of shitty tie-in Warhammer games that don't use the um don't use the license very well but this one is pretty fantastic and it's it was called for for many years getting them to do it because they tried to do one like oh, I don't know how many years ago now that in, in the similar vein but it just didn't work properly but creative assembly managed to get the nuances of all the races down and the traits and all that and the different unit types and work in a game together where it's so different between each one, each race and that. I know you two probably don't have any analogue for it, but no. I think it's a fantastic I used to play Warhammer. Game. Yeah, I know, but I mean as in yeah, I've never played a Total, Total War, War games. Yeah. Well, I haven't played a Total War, but as we've said before, when I hit, I hit real... RTS super fans I'm like I played Age Empires like <laughs> yeah so there is like that I'm just brief understanding I guess mm. so it's a good license game sure it fight is. me alright Ashley I'm... what's your next one next one on my list 
Kingdom Hearts. I think it is the ultimate licensed game. It's got a whole bunch of licensed stuff just chucked all in and then somehow has some ridiculous original story on top. It's a blender. Yeah, pretty much. You got a Tarzan game. You get a you get a Final Fantasy VII game, sort of. You get a Hercules game. You get all these Disney games chucked into one game. It's good. It's great. What more... What else can you say other than you've got a completely nonsensical story that it makes, makes total no sense, sense to if anything. you understand what they're doing, <laughs> which very few people. But the do. thing is, nobody understands. They yeah. don't even understand what they're doing. Yeah. But yeah, for them to get the license to have that sort of freedom with those characters and stories is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, it is a pretty uh, major achievement to be able to get that kind of freedom from Disney where it's historically very, very protective of its IP, especially yeah. the those kind of ones. I'll jump on it. Kingdom Hearts is number two on my list. Yeah. Oh, looks like you're going to have to get a different number too. No, no. I'm not changing mine. I stick to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like when you think licensed games, it's hard not to... <laughs> automatically thinking I think Kingdom Hearts was the first game I thought I thought of but I, I moved it down from number one to number two mm. but I at, gr- growing up as a kid Kingdom Hearts was for many many years what I said was my favourite game like, even after number two released there was so many years going through all of high school whenever someone asked what my favourite game was Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts I put so hundreds of hours into that first game I remember when I finally got everyone's legendary weapon and I beat the fucking last Sephiroth battle in the Colosseum and I was like, I'm done. It was it was like that first time I feel like I got sad that I there was nothing left for me to do in a game because it was just like, what do I... Well, there's literally fucking nothing to do now. I guess I'll wait for the second one to come out. And little did I know how appreciative I should be of my only year and a half or two year wait at the time or whatever it was to get my hands on the sequel. Because once I was done with number two, at least least we're down to months, not years now. Yeah, we're down to months, not years. Um, But I can remember the first time I even saw Kingdom Hearts. That's how much the the game actually sticks in my memory. I I was in a Kmart, and this was, um, I think we had only got our PS2 for you know, like a couple months at this point. And I remember walking down the aisles, um, looking at the games, and this was Kingdom Hearts on the Platinum Collection. Yep. And I just remember yep. seeing that striking cover art and going, this is cool. I need this. I didn't even know yeah, anything it wasn't about even, the game. I don't think it had anything Disney on the cover, did it? It was just Oh, like, you could see Mickey outline and like Goofy and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. And so it was like Sora, Riku, Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. Sora, Silhouetted uh, against Donald. Hey. Silhouetted against the moon. Yeah, silhouetted. It's a fucking. Um, it is a great. To this day, I still think it's one of my fa- um, favorite cover images. And I, I recently got, um, as the time at the time of recording this, I recently got the one point five or two point five collection. And when you start up that, it has the the image in the main menu. And I was just sitting there, and it was playing the the music, like little piano, whatever yeah. music cool. from the the main menu, and just sitting. And I sat there for several minutes, going, ah. Like, this is... Like, it's been so long, long since I'd, like, looked at the image I heard the goofy, music. Goofy, I'm home. It's like, yeah, it's like, goofy, I'm home, yeah. But yeah, I remember walking down the aisle and seeing that cover and going... All I saw was Square Enix. I knew what Square Enix was. Because I loved the Final what Fantasy is it? games. Well, the, I, the developer! 
<laughs> the publisher. Was it Square uh, Enix at the time or was it Square Soft? Uh, or was it just Square? Question. No, it was just the Square, yeah. But I remember seeing that and my brain knew that's Final Fantasy IX, that's Final Fantasy VII. They're, they're games I've played and love. Um, Final Looks Fantasy like it was IX square. was probably at the time of the game I'd played, put the most time into. So automatically, I'm just like, yes. And then I see Disney characters and my brain just pretty much exploded and went, yes. And then I remember finding my mum in whatever aisle she's in and going, I want this. And she said, no. <laughs> 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 and the moral of the story is you don't always get what you want until months later when it's your birthday. <laughs> I'm noticing a common theme with you, Dylan. Your head tends to explode quite a lot. Uh, yeah, well... It's prone to explosions. I, I like things. Yeah. But Kingdom Hearts is explosion great, I mean, network. Oh. Yeah. Kingdom um, is fucking great. I remember we got, got a, we went to Perth for Christmas one year and that year we got a PS2 for Christmas and it come with GTA 3 and something else. And then like a couple of days later, we went to the shop and my brother was got two games and I got two games and one of his games was Kingdom Hearts. And I remember playing, like I, me and my brother taking turns playing that and really enjoying it. But... I never finished it personally. I found the combat very clunky and hard to control for me. Like, I couldn't... I don't know. Changing I, the... Moving up and down the attacks and magic. Yeah, like... A, yeah. It's like real-time jumping around, but you still got to fucking go through menus and stuff. It's, yeah, kind of... I think you get used to it after a while. Like You probably the, do, the but... The success is shortcut king, whatever spells you mainly want. And that yeah. sort of thing, but... But I, like, it just... Like, I wasn't that interested in it at the time. Like, I was at the age where, like, I guess Disney isn't cool anymore, kind of. Disney's always cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But you, you go through that age when you're a kid <laughs> and you think, oh, I'm, t- I'm too old for that now. But, like, yeah, it was fine for what it was. I don't think I could go back to it now, knowing what it is. And, like, that short well, video. Well, you could. It's quite easy. You get that 1.5, 2.5 collection. I think I'll wait till three comes out and get about fucking six games in one. Yeah. <laughs> you could also do that. Yeah. I also remember like the first time I played it because there was a lot of PS1 Disney games I played that I'm very fond of that aren't on this list. But like there was a there was a Tarzan PS1 game, um, a Hercules PS1 game, and well, I think they're the two that stand out. But there was a Tarzan and a uh, Hercules game. That yeah, I, I love the Hercules one. Yeah. And when I got into Kingdom Hearts, it was like... It was just better than those, like graphically and seeing what, and just being more in that world than those games could give me. But then I'd still think about those games while playing it. Like, this is so cool. It's like so much better. Remember the, remember the scene in the Tarzan PS1 game where you like went down the tree like it's a fucking uh, slide? Well, you do it in this game too, but it's better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool having all the villains from the different movies working together, like a common goal. Oh, I just remembered ship. I hated the fucking gummy ship stuff. Everyone hates the gummy ships, I feel. It's back. Yeah, it's Everybody's back. happy. It's, it's, it's not going Is it well. back as in, like, this is the first time it's been since the last? Yeah. Well, I, I've been playing Birth by Sleep at the moment, and there's no gummy ship battles in that shit, so. There you go. Yeah. Still not going to play it. So do you want that, be to, that to be your next choice, or hmm? Dylan? Yeah. Oh, you can skip me if you want. I'll, okay. I'll do three next. All right, my next one is Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, or not, because this is my number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can we can double team it. You can go. You can speak yours first. No, you, you should probably should since it was your pick. <laughs> well, 
There's both our picks. <laughs> now it's a tag team, Val. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll start off then. Uh, Arkham Asylum, as you were saying before. Like, I love all the the Arkham games. Like, I it, I don't love the, t- the tank stuff. Yeah, sure. it was pretty bad. But it, it doesn't ruin my no. experience. But that, the that story in that one, one like, is the so good. The story was pretty cool. Yeah, and yep. there was parts of the tank stuff I actually did enjoy. Like, there yeah. are moments when I'm in... Uh, some of the tank battle stuff, I didn't hate. It was just when I was... After I'd killed, like, 150 tanks. I, 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 I like, think... Is this going to end? <laughs> I think my issue with the tank stuff is... Yeah, controlled bad, but whatever. That's its own thing. But I think it felt thematically... Weird. Not Batman. Yeah. I, I, they just wanted to do so- give you something to do. I can understand what yeah. I was trying to do, but... Anyway, um, and uh, driving around in the Batmobile without the tank stuff That's was fun. fucking cool. And then jumping mm. out, so, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and shooting out, and ju- but all that. So that stuff in City and Night, like the big city and how they they got better over those games, sure. But I will always just think back to the first one and playing that, and just ha- <laughs> having my mind blown. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was that whole. You'd never played a licensed... I don't feel like I'd ever played a licensed game or specifically a comic book character game that was done that well. Mm. And even though I remember listening to... I don't even know about this game um, because I wasn't that big in keeping up with the, the industry, I suppose, at the time. But I was, I just started like listening to podcasts and stuff, and I do remember hearing about it the first time on Beyond or Game Scoop or IGN or something like that. That was the first time. The game had just come out, um, and they were all talking about it, and I think Damon or someone had reviewed it, and he was raving about it on Game Scoop. And I just remember thinking, no way, he's wrong. Like, <laughs> I've played Batman games. I've, <laughs> I've played Spider-Man games. I've played Wolverine games. You know, I've played comic book games. There's no way this is as good as everyone's raving about it. And I just, I refused to believe everyone for months and months. And then it got to a stage where uh, it approached the end of the year and everyone's trying to give it Game of the award, Game of the Year awards and this sort of thing. Oh, okay, better, <laughs> better, better give it a look. So I've, I tracked it down and sure enough, it still to this day is the best comic book uh, video game that you can mm. get as far as I'm concerned. And the, the reason I fell in love with it, apart from this Batman, I mean, you can skip all that stuff. Like, I think that's a given. Like, it just does Batman so well. If you watch the 90s animated series, it is that Batman. And I love the 90s animated series Batman. So that all works great. But the part that makes it so great to me was I got addicted to the combat. Like, I, I stand up for that combat system in that game whenever people would talk trash on it and say, well, it's just button mashy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm always like, no, no you go do those combat trials because I got the platinum in that game and to to do some of those combat trials on the the difficulties and get to get the scores that are necessary and some of those harder ones you have to be good at it and you have to understand the system that is that combat you have to be able to use all your abilities you have to get your counters right you have to not just button smash square because you will be throwing a punch and you'll be mid-animation and you won't be able to cancel it to counter someone if someone's coming up behind you. And then you break your combo and then you can't get the high score. So I got obsessed with doing that to the point where my friend was trying to get the Platinum 2 and he couldn't get the things. And I fucking just did it for him. I didn't even care. It was like, Dylan, do you want to do it for me? I was like, sure. Because I'd Platinum the game so I kind of stopped playing it. And I just, an excuse to do it again. 
Sure, because that's how much I loved playing that game. But yeah, story-wise, I loved it all up until the end. I still think that the Joker part at the end is ridiculous, and that's kind of where yeah, that's went, off the, went off the deep end. But up until that moment, it's great. The Metroidvania stuff done in a 3D open world, well, not open world, but more of a 3D open-ish space where you're moving back and forth made sense. Mm. And it works so well when you're in a Arkham Asylum. Like, it just makes sense for that game to be like that. You get the new gadgets, you go back, all of a sudden you can cross this place. They're making a Metroidvania game without you even realising it's a Metroidvania game because I suppose you associate Metroidvania to 2D side-scrollers most yeah. of the time. Yeah, well, I didn't even think of it as a Metroidvania game until you brought it up this episode. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Now you're like, oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had, look, my only real exposure to Batman going into Arkham Asylum was the movies. So, I, like, I knew who he was and like, the basic stuff about him. But had Dark Knight come out at this point? I don't know. Uh, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, this is like 2009, Dark... Uh, oh, I think maybe a year. I feel like this is year after. Oh, hold on, I'll check. Keep talking. Yeah. Yeah, but... um. Like, the gameplay was fantastic. I loved it. I loved the small personal world. Um, and even just the fact of going... Like, it involved a lot of backtracking. And every time you went back, there was always something different about it. Or yep. the characters were all amazing. Like even the world the little changing t- with Ivy and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. E- even, like, the little things like Calendar Man's Cell where stuff would change and he would say different stuff on different dates and stuff like that. And it really got me invested in like learning more about the character. Like it made me in a way start reading more and more comics and like getting invested in the character, just doing deep wiki dives of characters and storylines and all that kind of stuff. It give you the wiki dives in it. You got yeah, those exactly. Files. Yeah. Yeah, the codex. I, like, I love codexes in games. I can sit there reading them for hours, except for Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, one of the best licensed games and even like one of the best games like in general for me. Like, I, it, The more the series progressed, the less I enjoyed it. Because yeah, I, I think Asylum is the best in the series and comic game. I disagree, but uh, I always remember from Asylum, the thing, one thing that really sticks out is that opening where they're just walking through the Asylum. Yeah. 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 That's that's a great... The joke is strapped up. Great sequence. is really cool. And even Um, though he's strapped up, everyone's on edge and each little thing just like sets him off. Um, Dark Knight came out 2008. The game came out 2009. Mm. Yeah. I reckon they maybe Warner Brothers gave the okay after Begins, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. But maybe that was a push... The, yeah. the Batman set off, I guess. It's crazy because Rocksteady hadn't really done anything prior to. No. And this. this is what they're known for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They come out and prove that you can make a fantastic comic game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Batman game. And they were the last ones. Oh, we got Spider Man coming out. Mm. All right. What's your next one, Ashley Holly? My next one is X Men Legends. So it was a, like an action role playing game on the PS2. Yep. Uh, you play it as the X-Men. It's, uh, I really enjoyed this story because they sort of centered it around like a young mutant called uh, Magma, who I hadn't heard of, who obviously, obviously isn't one of the, the big... Was he on fire and have duck lips? <laughs> no, but she's got like, obviously, lava powers. Yeah, it was like an unknown character, so it made sense 
for the game and then i i really enjoyed the story i love the we played it like three player co-op and yep. we ch- had a different x-men that we were trying to level up or whatever yeah it was who was your fun. x-men uh wolverine probably because it you have to have wolverine in the team because he always he has that healing factor so you don't have to pump all the, oh, the team potions composition into him. That's <laughs> you don't have to pump all the potions into him. He's just has to hide in a corner until he gets... Did you the... mid? What? <laughs> what did you mean? I reckon you're a jungler, weren't you? <laughs> I don't understand any of those terms. <laughs> Legal reference reference. Yeah. I've never heard of this game. I, I've heard of it. Is it the one with Apocalypse on the cover? No, it's got Magneto. I think the sequel had Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I had never played those games. I always got me interested, but, like, I'd never gotten around to it. Yeah, so they did the two X-Men games, and then they did Marvel Osmond Alliance. Yeah. Oh, I've heard, I know that it's one. those ones, yeah. But, yeah. X-Men's the ones that kicks it off. Yes. It, I didn't really like yeah. Ultimate Alliance. All right. What's your next one, Dylan? My number one is... A game I've talked about before. Shocker. Harry Potter and a Philosopher's Stone, the Game Boy <laughs> the Game Boy game. Um If you don't know, the Harry Potter games were often it's like when they were doing they of course they made one for every we're in the period where they, they're still making movie tying games for everything. At what point that's another question I've been wondering. At what point did this stop? You know? When mobile got big. And then they started making mobile games. Really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like that's the... But it's like, I'd love to pinpoint the exact... Because I remember the last uh, big Marvel movie time one I think I saw was like the Captain America game or something like Even that. Even that was like... a mobile game, I think. I did, did was it? Well, I think they no, did. There was like a, a first Avenger, like a third yeah. person action game on PS3. And there was like a Green Lantern one. But after that, I can't remember. Them. Anyway. This is the period of time where they're putting out movie tying games every year. So, Philosopher's Stones comes out. You've got the PS1 version. You've got the PC version. You've got the Game Boy version. You know, as, as they went and they, they were always like this. You had different variations of the same game. And the Game Boy version of this game is completely different to the version that most people played because they ever played the P, the P, PlayStation 1 or the, the PC version of this, which was a third-person I don't know. Like, it was more puzzly, adventure Like, it was like, mm. move this block to here to climb up on this platform. And it was more like this. The game, uh, the game Boy versions of this and Chamber of Secrets were both RPG, turn-based, old-fashioned, uh, JRPG-inspired games where you would run into random battles, walking around the corridors. You had spells. You would level up normally. And this is, like, very basic... RPG stuff that I was loving at the time because I was just playing like the Pokemon games and stuff where it was very very simple like it's not Final Fantasy 3 you're changing fucking class systems and jobs and all this sort of confusing shit that you're doing it's just you get experience you level up you get stronger you get new spells and abilities like it's very straightforward so it automatically I was just attracted to it because it I could understand it and of course I was very big into um, Harry Potter as a kid also so it, it hit that point but it's just the the game that I remember being the most surprised about and then getting so addicted to it. Like, I'd play through it and play through it and just play through it and start it over again. Or do the whole thing where I'd get to a boss and be like, oh, I didn't grind enough. Better restart the whole fucking game. Like, I'm 40 hours in, but 
better restart the whole game because I didn't grind enough before. So, which I used to do a lot of time in Final Fantasies as well. Just be like, I could go grind in the same area, but no, I'll just restart the whole game because what the fuck else do I have going on? I've only got this one game to keep for for ages anyway. Yeah. But it's also one that I just don't like. Most people don't know of because whenever I'm like Harry Potter RPG, they're like what like, yeah like i remember you talking about it or well, not talking about the game mechanics but um it, i remember playing a game boy harry potter game but it was like a kind of like an isometric i did i guess not even a platformer but like i don't even know how you would describe it to be honest it was like an isometric and you would run around the school and cast spells and stuff like that but it wasn't a turn-based RPG at all. It was very... Yeah, I, I think what, it was a Game Boy Advance game. Film, is it? Yeah. Pardon? Was it for this one? No, I don't think it was for... It must have been a later one for it being a Game Boy Advance game. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think, I, I think by the GBA ones, I was playing them on console. The consoles, At yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, I started them on... Um, actually, I remember as a kid, and this happened would happen all the time, I remember... Like the, for example, there was one year where I really wanted a Yu-Gi-Oh game for yep. when I was big into Yu-Gi-Oh, and I just get straight up asked, "Do you want this? Do you want the Yu-Gi-Oh game for PlayStation or Game Boy, Dylan?" Yeah, because because they want to make sure I got it on for Christmas. Yeah, on the platform I preferred. So and I would always just be like, Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy, because as a kid. It, I can always play that. I can play that in the car when we're driving yeah. places. I can play that in bed when I'm supposed I, to be sleeping. I think Yu-Gi-Oh! is also one of those things where you don't gain a whole lot being on a console unless they've got Better the whole... Graphics yeah, and the animated, like, uh, monsters yeah. and stuff like that. But the the base gameplay doesn't really change. No. But yeah. it's just fucking cards around Yeah, there. Yeah, but I think for even for Harry Potter, it was just because my eye was... I just like the the PlayStation's in the lounge. Yeah. Can I use it all the time? Yeah. No, because people are watching TV. Can I use it all the time without asking? No, it's not mine. It's my it's my it's my dad, so I can't even use it all the time. Game Boy, my can use that all the fucking time. Do what I want with it. Try, yeah. try and stop me. Do what I want. But yeah, there's um, it's just one of those games. That I've, and I've thought I've also thought about like trying to find a ROM or something, you know, to to stream it. I mean. A ROM because I already own the real copy somewhere, so I'm legally allowed to download the ROM to stream it. Yeah, um, that's, just, how it works. that's <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's one of those games that I've thought about doing that because whenever I bring it up a- anywhere, uh, even outside like uh, Explosion Network or podcast circles or you know whatever, just random people I, I talk to, friends, uh, their friends, or something like that. This is one of those games that <laughs> whenever someone brings up Harry Potter, I'll always be like, "Oh, did you ever play the the Game Boy?" the game one and every time it's what <laughs> like no and i'm always like i need to, to bring the gospel of this harry potter game boy game to everyone and i think cool. this game doesn't exist and you're just making it up in your head your head's exploded <laughs> that many times you don't know what's real <laughs> well it's hard to prove too because it's like if you bring up the wikipedia page it's just it the wikipedia wiki page talks about the normal version of the game yeah. or like the default version which is the the ps1 PC version and the Game Boy versions is you have to scroll down to like other versions kind of things like the Game Boy version was completely fucking different with this yeah it's weird how they did that like they had these games for the console and then the Game Boy but the Game Boy one would be a completely different game but it's still sold like under the same marketing yeah kind of like Max Payne and 
GTA and even yep. like James Bond games and stuff like that. It's just very weird. I think they did it for a Tomb Raider one at one stage too. I, th- I think like a GBA Tomb Raider game. It was called the exact same. Yeah. And it was a side scrolling <laughs> one. But <where>, yep. <laughs> All right. My next one is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, oh, yes. Yes. This game, I remember getting it very near to the PS3 launch and just spending hours and hours and hours playing cult with my brother, getting invested in the story, just having the smorgasbord of characters there to pick from, all that kind of stuff. And the combat, like it was an action RPG, kind of like Ashley's X-Men game, being top-down four players, just... And just gunning through the story and just competing with my brother about collecting who can get the most kills and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's just a fantastic. It, it also showcased, like, everyone knows X-Men, Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. But I think it kind of brought brought to the forefront that it was a connected world for the the people who weren't really invested in the comics and that kind of stuff as well. Mm. Did you ever play them? I played the first one on... What was it? PS- PS3, yeah. I yeah. played the, the first one. I think I put two, three hours into it. And yeah. I was like, I guess it's kind of fun. But it, it's just so obvious that it's a multiplayer game. Yeah. And playing it by yourself is... N- well, I'm sh- sure some people do have fun. But for me, it was... I could tell this is a multiplayer game. Yeah. I'm not getting the experience out of this that I feel like I would. Would I've had? Would I have had more fun playing it with other people? Probably, but I just went and traded it back into EB Games. I was yeah, like, I'm not that's having fun with this. And it was really like the first game on PS3 for me too that it made me go, "Wow, this is kind of like new gen." Because there was something about it that just looked so crisp and sharp compared to. A lot of other games I had played and compared to the PS2 and that like that. It was just graphically, like, I guess, eye-opening at the time for me as well. Is it, what, in what way? It was just, it just seemed a very, it just seemed truly high def, I guess. It, like, it looked very sharp, like, oh. very clear. Did you have a HDTV um, I had one that went up to 720p that I bought from oh. Big W. Because this is, I remember the first time I played this was still in the period where I had a very standard def TV that was probably, fuck, 15 <laughs> inches, you know, like, yeah. tiny in my room. And this is amongst the, the bunch of games I played on that, including Assassin's Creed, where I couldn't read the fucking map and, like, all these <laughs> other things. <laughs> I think Ultimate Alliance, I couldn't see the health bars or something, like, above yeah. the enemy's heads. It was just non-existent. Definitely. And like, like I credit Arkham Asylum, I also credit Marvel Ultimate Alliance too to get me like wiki diving on Marvel and all that kind of stuff as well, getting me invested in the characters. And I think it's also motivated, like influenced me on preferring Marvel over DC as well, in a way. Video games got you into comic books. I guess so, yeah, because I never really had comic books growing up, reading them. I remember distinctly having one X-Men comic. I don't know where I got it from or how I got it. I think it was a hand-me-down or something. But other than that, like my only comic really 
reading was that my uncle used to get the Phantom comics every week. The only comics I'd read until I was, I, I don't like 15, 16, I got my first DC, like actual comic. Yeah. Up until that point, the only comics I'd read were Phantom in the paper. Yeah fucking snoopy like charlie brown in the paper yep. and then uh foot rot flats oh yeah my dad had a book of foot rot flats i read all the foot rot flats yeah because i liked that as a kid but i mean when i was as, when i was a kid i just read it as a picture book i suppose yeah like, I, I was never like i'm reading a comic guys like yeah this is a this is the thing but yeah that was my i never t- yeah i never touched a comic till late either so uh, yeah well my i only really started reading comics when it came to um when i got comicsology and getting them that way oh no sorry i um i acquired because um marvel ultimate alliance 2 was based on the civil war story arc and i acquired online all the comics associated with that yeah and read sure. them yeah but yeah, what do, what do you think of Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Ashley? He can't tell you. <laughs> Alright. Alright, what's your last one, Ashley? My last one is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm the one with the Star Wars game on the, on the list. And not Dylan, but uh, yeah. I thought it was on my, it's in my um, honourable mentions. Honourable mentions that won't be discussed. Yeah. Uh, that won't be discussed, but I just brought him up, so fuck you! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I remember starting this game and then getting half through, halfway through and then just getting frustrated with it. And then for some reason I went back and then I just fell in love with it all over again. I, I love the story. I love heaps of the characters. I think, uh, I think it, what's his name? HK47? Yeah, the killer the, robot the, thingy. The yeah. pessimistic, the uh, hates humans robot is, is genius. Bender. Yeah, pretty much. Except more actually kills people. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and it's my favorite twist in in gaming. What's the twist? You were the Darth Lord all along. <laughs> Spoilers, Ashley. How inconsiderate. Oh well, you've had <laughs> ten, fifteen years to play it. It's not canon anymore. Who fucking? Yeah, that's it? true. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Oh, I wanted to love this game, but I just couldn't i just hated the combat i just i don't know what it is about it i just couldn't get into it i just it was kind of disappointing like i loved this once you get over the fact it's not you're not actually physically doing it it's like a turn-based thing i think yeah it's just i couldn't i just couldn't get over it for some reason but i'd love the aesthetic the time period at the time um just the design the whole how the Sith is a massive force and all that kind of stuff. And I love the design of Darth Revan yeah, as well, which I think he... I, I always remember the first time seeing Kai Ren going, oh shit, is this tied in somehow or something like that? Because the designs are very similar. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Did you ever play it, Dylan? No, I've never played this. <laughs> I I missed it. I was yeah. I, I never played. I never had a. What I was suppose it was. It was on Xbox. On Xbox PC. It was Xbox, yeah. And yeah. then and PC. PC. By the time I could have got it on PC, um, I didn't get a PC until PS3 generation. You know, like late PS3 generation. So, yeah, yeah I remember. I remember wanting to play it. But it's on mobile <laughs> now, so you can. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you can download it but on yeah, nah. mobile. Yeah, nah, mate. <laughs> no. Then you do yeah, the nah. sequel. You need to yeah. do number three. Bioware, you're not doing I mean, anything important. <laughs> it's also a game that... I, like, would I want to play it? Sure, just for the sake of saying I've played it. But I've read the whole storyline. I've heard so many people talk about it to the... Like, I've just ingested enough material of people just but talking about it. you don't feel it, like you need to play it. That I don't feel like I need to play mm. it. Like, I feel like I have played it somewhat just because of how much I've read and seen and heard people talk about it. Yeah. So. Alright. It's odd, yeah, now you mention it, it's odd that more Star Wars games haven't been on the list. But, yeah. It... Battlefront 2, the new one. <laughs> Because we my all love loot boxes. buying the loot boxes to progress. Yeah. I'd force a, I'd force to unleashed on my honorable mentions. Okay. As a Star Wars game. I'll be editing that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. My I don't know how you don't have any more left, Dylan. Read out your well, list. Well, number five was Spider-Man. T- uh, Spider-Man two. Number four was Hitman, Hit- Simpsons Hit and Run. Number three was Arkham Asylum. Number two was Kingdom Hearts. Number one was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, he got <laughs> two in the one go round. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ash was like Kingdom Hearts, then I was like, all right, skip me, go next. And you were like Arkham Asylum. I was like, oh, yeah. fucking see you later. <laughs> all right. My last one, I'm counting two games as one. What? Oh, don't give it honorable mentions, but I'll fit fucking more than one game into my number one slot. Fucking hell. The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King. These were just action, kind of like hack and slash type games, but... It's for the time it captured the feeling of the film so perfectly and just like the experience of being taking part in the battles and stuff in the game was just mind blowing for me at the time. Like being on PS2 generation, being enamored with the films and just like the first game you could choose between Legolas, Gimli and Aragorn and you go through their storyline. It started at the end of the fellowship and goes all the way to the end of the battle at Helm's Deep, taking part of that. And then the return of the King, you could play as more characters. Like you'd also play as all four hobbits, I believe. And going through like the separate storylines there and taking You could, part. there was levels like where you're climbing the towers, yeah. Frodo and Sam, and you're, you're trying to like find your way out of the rubble somewhere. Yeah. And fighting, sh- fighting Shelob and yeah. then going as Merry, doing the battle at fucking, um, doing the battle of Midas Tirith and then playing as Aragorn, Legolas and that, doing the Army of the Dead stuff. It was just... Like, I think they're the best movie tie-in games as well. They were just... They were, and they were just good games in their own right. Like, they played well. They went... The, the mechanics all worked fine. There was no, like, bad game mechanics or anything like that. It's just... I love those games and I wish they remaster them in some way. Like, I still think they're the best Lord of the Rings licensed games made. I agree. I, too, liked both these games. They yeah. didn't make my list, but I have fond memories of them. Particularly Return of the King, because Aragorn was my, my boy. Yeah. Like, um, my password when I was a kid was Aragorn69 or some boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I just get and he of course Return of the King is more his big epic storyline yeah. of course. So that's why I'm fondest to that film as 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 well out of the whole trilogy, just because more Aragon stuff, more Aragon becoming a king, becoming a boss man. Hell yeah. yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> but. My question leading in this, because I, I like both these games and they are fun and, and playing as all the characters is great, playing through the moments. Of th- I remember the Helm's Deep battle was yeah. like fucking epic. I remember playing that first time just being like, wow, seeing all this, seeing like Gandalf ride up and all that, you know, and like, it's just like, wow, what's this? They're doing it in a game and it's just as cool as the movie. It's probably not if you go back and look. It probably looks trash, but at the time it was really cool. Um, my question though is, I remember going to play Fellowship of the Ring and could not beat the first level. <laughs> I never played Fellowship of the Ring because they no. never made a game based on it. No, I think yeah, they, they did. did. It was not no, they like made that a Fellowship all. of the Ring, but it was based on the, on the properties, book, that's right? Not yeah. the movies. Okay, well, I remember I because this is in a period where I'm not buying games as they're releasing. Like yeah. I probably played these, I don't know, like you know, some point after because I was buying all my games secondhand. Like that's yeah. what was, we'd get take as kids, we'd go to a secondhand shop, and that's where I'd basically pick up all my all my games growing up. Um, but I remember trying to play the Fellowship of the Ring game and opening first level, you're trying to sneak out of the fucking Shrier as, you know, what the fuck are they called? Um, Hobbits. No, the, the bad dudes. Ring race. Yeah, ring race. Like trying to find you, of course. And I could not beat the level. I don't know what age I was. I was probably 10, 12, 13, you know, somewhere, whatever. And I was like, fuck this shit. And I took it back. <laughs> I, so I didn't beat the first level on that. And then when Two Towers, when I, when I picked that one up, going, this better be fucking... I better be able to beat the first fucking level. And to get into that one, it's like straight away... I think like the first level's Legolas or, you know, whoever or something like that. You just straight away shooting shit and yeah. actions are happening. You know, okay, this is fun. I can, I can do this. Yeah, I think Tolkien's estate tried to capitalize on the success of the movies. And they made that Fellowship of the Ring, the, the Fellowship of the Ring game, like to, co- to kind of coincide with it, but it was just very bad. Like it was reportedly very bad, and like it was at a time where I go, oh, it's not based on the movies. I don't care about that. Like no. books, <laughs> books. Yeah, but I swear the character model looked exactly like Elijah Wood, or maybe I just remember it. Uh. All hobbits don't look the same, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? You racist. Sorry. All right, that has been the end of season one of Top Five of Nick. Thank you all very much for coming out and listening. I truly appreciate it. I hope you've had as much fun listening to it as we've had recording it. Um, you can email theme and topic suggestions to the show at don't at explosionnetwork.com. What kind of theme should tweet- they be aiming for, Nick? Hey? What, name should, what theme should they be uh, suggesting? Um... I haven't decided yet. Yeah. You'll find out closer to when season <laughs> two comes out. When the when you listen to the first episode. The fucking day before we record. We've <laughs> <laughs> already got five episodes in the bank. Um, you can also join our Discord, uh, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord to also suggest themes and just join general discussion and stuff with the guys and our community. Make up your own top um, fives. Yeah. yeah. What Ash said. <laughs> top five episodes of Top Five Season One. There we go. It'll be interesting to see what five episodes make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> All the um, episodes, not including Kieran. 
Shit. <laughs> must, uh, there's only five of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that'd be great if you could. If you don't have an iTunes account or refuse to make one like myself, you could spread it by word of mouth, uh, telling your friends, family, go force them to listen to this uh, Clockwork Orange style. Um, you can go to explosionnetwork.com for all our other content, like what do you want to watch and our podcasts like Platinum Explosion. You can look at the archive of Pleasure Explosion. <laughs> all, all that kind of stuff. You can find all our streaming games, reviews, reacts, uh, early late nights with Kieran at twitch.tv slash explosion network. Um, follow the show on Twitter at Explosion Pod. Um, you can follow Dylan at... Viva la Dill, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. It's a thing. You can follow Ashley at... Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. It's not a thing. No, it isn't. And you can follow myself at Lord M. Pryor, P-R-I-O-R. Thank you very much again for listening to the first season of Top 5 with Nick. Have a lovely day and see you sometime in the non-defined future. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see ya.